Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome, you're listening to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM The Bay and MuskokaUnlimited.com. Thanks for listening. We have a great guest to chat with today. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM, The Bay, with your interim host, Jenny Cressman. That's me. I'm the irregular host for a few shows here on Muskoka Unlimited, while your regular host, Crystal Cutesy, is taking a little break. So I'm here representing Muskoka Unlimited, where we talk about interesting people doing interesting stuff. And today, the interesting person we're going to learn about and what she's into (laughs) is Nancy West. So, Nancy, do you want to just say hello to everybody and tell us a little bit about you? Well, thank you, Jenny. Yes, I'm Nancy West, and I work for the YMCA of Simcoe, Muskoka. We are in Huntsville, and what we do under our roof is um, employment services and also learning services. Um, I am the team leader of Learning Services, so that is the bailiwick under which I operate, and I've been doing that for 23 years. Wow, so you must like it. I love it. (laughs) We are helping people right at the grassroots level, and that's always um, just so... um, yeah, it's just rewarding, so pre- I imagine. Yeah, it rewarding is yeah. the word I'm looking for. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> so 23 years and a team leader does exactly what at the Y? Well, we, first of all, um, run a team under us. So mm-hmm. we have, um, for, for me, I have a team of instructors mm-hmm. and a program assistant that works um, under me. And so, um, I, you know, I taught, I, I lead them. Mm-hmm. And also, I tend to liaise with the funder, who is the Ministry of Labor, Immigration, Training, and Skills Development. And also, um, I liaise with the YMCA and um, deal with the financial end of things as well. Okay, so you wear a lot of different hats, in a sense. Yes. Okay, that must keep it fun and interesting, then. You're not just doing one thing all the time. I am never, ever bored in my job, Jenny, <laughs> at all. Well, very good. So so as a team leader, then the programs that you're involved with in particular are um, the basic skills program, I think you mentioned? Yes, literacy and basic skills. So that is funded by... Um, the ministry through Employment mm-hmm. Ontario. Okay. And yeah, and what we do is we literally help people with basic skills. Um, the, the, the normal things you would think about would be reading, writing, and math, and computers. Mm-hmm. But we also help people with other things like uh, financial literacy. Ah. Uh, we help people if they are trying to get their written G1 test okay. um, passed. We help people pass that test. Wow. Yeah. We help people with um, health, uh, health literacy. 
Oh. And well, yeah. What is that about? Well, it's pretty exciting in Gravenhurst. We're just starting this out, is that we are running a program at the Gravenhurst YMCA, so our health, fitness, and aquatic center there. It's going to be continuous intake. And we are going to walk people through the five determinants of health and look at how being healthy has to do with many aspects of you and and hopefully help them out in those aspects. Now, the bonus is that anyone who takes that program with mm-hmm. us is going to get one free month membership at the YMCA. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's actually a, a wonderful large facility in Gravenhurst. I haven't been there lately, but years ago, I recall having meetings there and it's very well used by the community. Yeah. 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 But wonderful. anybody can go there. You don't have to live in Gravenhurst. No, yeah. no, you don't have to for sure. And um, yeah, so we are really excited about that because um, yeah, people get something as mm-hmm. Not just knowledge, but but something very tangible as well that will help them in their health goals. Okay, cool. And the literacy program, though, is the one that I'm particularly interested in because of the connection to the Muskoka Novel Marathon, which is how I know you. Yes. So the Muskoka Novel Marathon has been raising money for literacy for quite a few years now in Muskoka, originally with uh, the Muskoka Literacy Foundation? Muskoka Li- Literacy Council. Council, yes. And yeah, it's been, um, yeah, over 20 years now. And so the Y took over that literacy program a number of years ago. Yeah, in 2011, Okay, we took it over from the Muskoka Literacy Council, and the Novel Marathon, Marathon was gracious enough to continue to support literacy mm-hmm. in Huntsville by um, donating their fundraised dollars to us. Yeah, so every year the Muskoka Novel Marathon hosts an actual marathon where you're supposed to write a novel if you can accomplish that much in three days um, or as much as you can or if you want to work on other writing projects. So just so our listeners understand the Muskoka Novel Marathon a little bit more, it was started by Martin Avery and Mel Moulton and has grown over the years to be an amazing annual event that includes Um, participation in one location when possible since COVID that has changed a little and it's been more online since and I think next year it'll probably be a blend of the two things and so the writers just write their brains out and both you and I have participated a couple of times Nancy and it's an amazing milieu of of writing energy that goes on and and then the fundraising is a wonderful piece so that's Um, writers who participate will raise funds and I think there's now also a fee to enter and all of that goes to literacy in Muskoka right? Yes that is correct Um, yeah we have been running online since COVID um, which we've adapted to fairly well or Mm. I should say they have and um we have had people from as far away as Hawaii, cool. um, out east. Uh, we've had writers in the eastern provinces mm-hmm. and from the U.S., mm-hmm. other areas as well, as um, more local and Ontario-based. But um, So we've gotten to meet a lot of new friends by being um, 
online. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think we'll ever get rid of online. Yeah, there will always be that component because the faraway writers want to continue to participate, of course. Yeah, and we don't want to turn anyone away. So yeah. we will definitely have a hybrid one next year. And so, oh, in total, I think the Muskoka Novel Marathon has raised how much over the years? Um, well, over. Um, 250,000? Was that the number I heard? Yes. I I heard that number. Yes, I think you're correct. And And I'm not sure if that includes this year or not. I don't think it does, actually, because that was a figure that was thrown out before um, any totals were in for this year. So So. now we can start saying well over 250,000. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And so this year... What is the grand total up to thus far? Thus far, it is over $8,000. Awesome. Which is fantastic. And I am just so um, thrilled and humbled by the enthusiasm of the writers every year. And the mantra of the novel marathon mm-hmm. is writers helping readers. Yes. And it's been... Um, such a heart passion for all the writers to raise money for this great cause. But it was since the Syrian refugee crisis that the Novel Marathon has asked the YMCA to, instead of general literacy and basic skills, Mm -hmm. offer ESL classes. Ah, I didn't know that. Great. So that was back in hmm, 2017? Somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. So um, while we're on that topic specifically, before we run out of time in this segment and have to go to a commercial break, um, let's just tell people how they can donate if they still want to add to the grand total that the um, program is raising this year for that. Okay. The best thing to do would be to call our office, Mm -hmm. and that's 705 787 zero three four nine and if you just hit extension one you will reach me and then i can direct you further okay and people can actually donate online i think too absolutely and most of our donations come that way and then i will give you instructions and the website to do so okay and so that way people can still contribute not to a specific writer because i think the writers have closed off raising money individually now but it will go into the the pot that the muskoka novel marathon is is gathering for this year's grand total which will be announced in 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 september yeah in september we are going to have a wrap-up meeting and that is when the final total is mentioned and um yeah so we're very excited to find out what that is but yeah people can definitely donate up till then and hey We can get a start on next year if it's after that. Okay, awesome. Well, this is just a good time now to stop for a commercial break, and then we'll come back with more conversation with Nancy West. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Muskoka Unlimited on the Bay 88.7 FM. I'm Jenny Cressman, your irregular host here in the big chair. And with me on this occasion is Nancy West. We're talking about ESL activities at the YMCA and how it's funded. So Muskoka Novel Marathon has a big 
has been a big funder of that program for 21 years now, since the marathon's inception. And so far, it's raised quite a bit of money. And we were just having a little discussion on the in, during the commercial break about we how were. much that was. <laughs> So we we did a little fact checking and we now want to just reel back a little bit instead of well over 250,000 to say it's probably between 230 and 250,000. There we go. And then we'll get somebody with financial literacy to do the math for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and it's still a heck of a lot of money. <laughs> it is. So the the ESL programs I think are particularly interesting. You were starting to talk about the Syrian refugees and how the ESL program got involved in Novel Marathon. Just Can you say a little more about that, Nancy? Well, yes, we had um, an influx of Syrian refugees in Muskoka, both like all, all, all three main centers, like Huntsville, Bracebridge, Gravenhurst. And um, yeah, we decided to hire a ESL instructor through the funds raised by Muskoka Novel Marathon. Okay. And we had that instructor go to all three communities and we were teaching ESL to Syrian refugees. But it turned out that other um, newcomers came out of the woodwork that ah. we were not even that aware of were in the community. Okay. And so we were helping people um, from Asia, Colombia, ah. Mexico, Russia, mm-hmm. uh, all over the place. And wow. yeah, so we ended up having quite a multicultural uh, classroom um, uh-huh. in, in the three areas. Okay, and it doesn't matter what their original language is when they're in the ESL course, does it? No, it doesn't. So that's why you can have a mixture of people of different nationalities. Yes, because everything in an ESL class happens in English. Okay. So, um, yeah, it it's, doesn't matter at all. Okay. And you can tailor the classes, can't you, to the specific needs of the group? Um, I'm thinking, for example, I know that Y has been contacted by some local factories and companies that have been hiring foreign workers. And you were telling me about how that works. And I'm guessing and asking, would you tailor some of the language and the words you're teaching these people um, that would be used in that environment? Yes, uh, yeah, that's very true. Um, we are we are talking to one manufacturer, MBRP, mm-hmm. and we've been meeting with the uh, various workers who are doing different shifts. Of mm-hmm. course, being in a manufacturing environment, and we are. Um, talking to them about what they want to learn, Mm -hmm. but we also talk to the employer about what they want the workers to learn. Right. So it... So there would be like the specific names for flanges or something that they would... Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we'll look at some of their onboarding material Mm -hmm. and use that English um, to teach the new workers as well as... You know, there's oh, there's so much to know. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if your spouse gets a heart attack, yeah, you need to know you need to dial nine one one, right? You uh-huh. need to know um, 
some of the basic language, health okay. language. Uh-huh. Uh, you need to know about... Um, so it's almost, in some ways, sort of a life skills thing for people who are learning English. Yes. Okay. Like there's so many aspects, like going to the grocery store mm-hmm. and or, or just going to a store and communicating a haircut, communicating what you want in a haircut. I mean, there's English is used so much and... Um, it really is the way that people integrate into their communities. Sure. And so some of the workers that are in the manufacturing or in, um, let's say, construction mm-hmm. um, companies have spouses at home. Uh-huh. And the spouses at home don't have the same um opportunity to use English every day because they're just sitting at home they don't have a job to go to right so you know it's so important to get them that basic English Mm -hmm. that will help them feel comfortable actually going out on their own and and buying groceries or going to some other confidence level yeah Yeah. or even ordering a cup of coffee sure sure and so you're working with local factories but also I think you mentioned tourism is a big um, importer of workers too and that would again be a specific sort of language that people would need in that environment oh absolutely for for tourism, for sure, and like our largest employer, which is Deerhurst Resort, mm-hmm. hires foreign workers all the time. Um, particularly, well, for a lot of their like their front desk work or their um, um, kitchen work or whatever, mm-hmm. they they have you know so much need. And I think ESL, um, I, we do have the Ukrainian crisis right now, but. ESL has also become really important again since the pandemic. We stopped during the pandemic, but since the pandemic, um, there's been so many foreign workers hired across the labor market because mm-hmm. of the shortage of workers. Yeah, it, it's quite a crisis of a worker shortage these days. Uh, so many employers that I'm familiar with are, are saying it's just hard to get people. It's crazy. It is hard to get people, and um, there are rooms that are not being opened at some of the places like Deerhurst because there's shortage of work. At wow. least that was the case last year. Okay. And, um, you know, there are employee, employers that have to close several days a week because they don't have the staff to staff seven yes. days a week. It's, yeah. it's, there's some pretty hard hit employers. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to know what, you know, what the solution will be. But I think bringing in workers from other countries, you know, for a short term, you know, six months or whatever is a great solution. So how, how do people... Um, contact the why then whether they're a factory or whether they're an individual who can't speak much English and wants to learn what's the way the best way for somebody to reach out well we've already had some people that have walked into our offices at 60 King William Street Mm -hmm. and uh, they have been put on a list so we are developing a list Um, People can also email us at muskokalearns at s, as in Sam, m, as in Mary, 
www.ymca.ca. And they can phone us again at that phone number, 705-787-0349, extension 1. Um, we are just getting the workers at MBRP um, set up, and we, we're getting our class schedules worked around their um, schedules, mm-hmm. their work schedules. And then after that, we will look at um, calling all the people who have contacted us wanting ESL, and we will get in touch with them and set up classes for them as well. Okay. Well, that's great. And um, to learn more about the why, you will also be able to find the information on Facebook, I believe. Is that right? Yes. We are at um, Huntsville Employment and YMCA Huntsville Employment and Learning Services on Facebook. Okay. And I'll provide links for that, or Nancy can help me once I post the podcast. So this show, Muskoka Unlimited, will air first on Hunters Bay Radio, the Bay 88.7 FM on Sundays. We're on every other Sunday, early in the morning and late at night. And then after that, links will be available for podcasts. And I post them on Facebook, Jenny Cressman. Um, you'll be able to find it there. And the link will take you to the um, the Bay's website where there is a repository of all the shows I've ever done. <laughs> and, and shows other people have done too. But, you know, I'm just talking about me. So there you go. And we will be having the other information available uh, about the grand total that the Muskoka Novel Marathon has raised after the end of September. So keep donating until then and bring up that total so it's well over 250000 in total eventually. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Jenny. Well, thank you very much for being here, Nancy West. It's been great learning more about the why. And we didn't learn as much about you personally. So I just have about half a minute here. I'm just going to say, I look forward to reading what you've written in the Muskoka Novel Marathon at some point. <laughs> well, thank you. It, it, it is a murder mystery. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. She's being very mysterious. Well, thanks again for coming in, Nancy. This is Jenny Cressman saying goodbye from Muskoka Unlimited. Thank you. You've been listening to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM The Bay or www.muskokaunlimited.com. Stay tuned for more wonderful episodes on our show.